This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Chris Carlin. My name is Joe Fortenball. It's great to have you guys with us today. Thursday night football tonight, the Philadelphia Eagles laying six points, total of 49 against the Minnesota Vikings. Will the Vikings find themselves on the wrong side of a whitewashing, much like they were last year when Philadelphia just stomped all over them? in that Monday night showdown to open the season at Lincoln Financial Field. Week number two is what that was. Great to have you with us. Phone number, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The conversation today, similar to how it's been the last few days. The situation in New York regarding quarterback Aaron Rodgers, the Achilles injury that has ended his season, and what is next for the Jets. Offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett spoke to the media, had this to say about Rodgers' future prospects, with the organization. Oh, yeah. That would... I mean, whenever Aaron's got his mindset on something, uh, good luck for anybody that wants to change his mind. Big man, you back with us? I'm here, and uh, listen, I, I don't expect Nathaniel Hackett to say anything different. I don't expect anything anybody from the Jets to say anything different. And I, I as far as the future's concerned... I really don't know where they could go other than that right now. Aaron Rodgers, financially, when you look at the numbers, you just cannot move on from him with no repercussions. It would be a $66 million dead cap hit if the Jets just decided next year we're moving into the future without Aaron Rodgers and we got to get to the future. That's number one. Number two, this is an organization, Joe, that has completely lacked any sort of continuity over the last 25, 30, 50, 80, 100 years. They have not had the success in large part because of that. So when you have the GM who has done a great job of putting together the team with the exception of Zach Wilson, when you have the coach who has been fine, but really hasn't been dealt the greatest of hands so far and put together, coached up a defense that was uh, good enough to be one of the best in the league last year and to win seven games with, uh, you know, a god-awful offense. I think breaking this whole thing up and trying to get away from Aaron Rodgers is probably the worst thing that you could do. From a financial standpoint, it's going to be very difficult. I I just... I feel for the Jets because they find themselves in a very, very, very difficult situation. They went out. They made the move. They had an opportunity to upgrade the most important position on the field in a big way by acquiring Aaron Rodgers. They do acquire Aaron Rodgers. He gets hurt right away. So this season, gone. And then next season, financially, with the way things are structured, he's your guy. Unless he bails you out by retiring. But he's your guy. And you got to wonder if you even want him at that point. And it's not to say he's going to be a disaster, but at the same time, he's going to be entering his age 41 season. He's off an Achilles injury, which is just brutal. Sean Merriman joined us yesterday. He told us coming off his Achilles surgery, he had no explosion. He lost all of his explosion on the defensive line. And it's a different position. But, I mean, Rodgers losing that ability to buy time in the pocket for his receivers down the field, that's part of what makes him so slick. To lose that 
to be turning 41 and to then be two years removed from a down season where you threw more interceptions than any year of your career outside of 2008, there's a lot of worries there as to whether or not the Jets would be that formidable with him under center. Someone who agrees with you is Chris Canty this morning who said as much on Unsportsmanlike. We all recognize that this guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. I understand that. But we don't know that it's a Hall of Fame quarterback that's coming back off of this Achilles injury. We don't know what version of him is going to show up in his age 41 season, which is what it would be in 2024. So if there's no guarantee that he's going to stay healthier than what he was this year and or he's going to be as productive as we've seen him in the past three or four years, then why would you commit as a organization to Aaron Rodgers when there could be other quarterbacks that have less risk associated with them, even though the upside might not be as great. Well, if we're talking about that quarterback in the offseason being Kirk Cousins, there's no reason to do that. There is the reason to do Kirk Cousins during the season this year to save this season. You're the first who's mentioned it. I think it's a great idea, and I think it's something you're going to hear an awful lot more about in the coming weeks if things are falling apart for the Vikings, like we anticipate them to tonight and continue to do. And for the Jets, it's going to be an upgrade at the position for this season. But the whole point is that there is no commitment beyond this season. So if we're talking about quarterbacks next year with not as much of an upside, like what's the point of taking a massive financial hit and bringing somebody else in at that point when you still, if you were willing to take the chance at 40, why wouldn't you be willing to take the chance at 41 next year? Because it comes with the Achilles. It's not the age, it's the Achilles. Mm. And it's also the coming off a down season last year and another year on on the tires. That's what it comes down to. I mean, how long is it going to take for him to put himself in a position where he can play really good high-level football? Do we expect Rodgers to come off the Achilles and week one next season, he's playing like the Aaron Rodgers who's won, what, four MVP awards? It's going to probably take some time to get the mojo back. And then what happens if you start favoring the other foot because you're a little bit overthinking? Mm-hmm. Right, You blow out the other Achilles or something like that. I don't want to see any of that happen, obviously. But the Jets have to have a hard conversation with themselves as to whether or not they can go win a Super Bowl this year. If they feel that they can with Zach Wilson, fine. Then you're fine with Zach Wilson. If they feel that they can't, then they have to explore all options. There's, no way, they, is, there, there, there's no way they feel they can right now. I can't imagine no, that. Not with Wilson, no. They, 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 they were trying to unload him in the offseason. They were trying to hype up any reporter that would come within earshot by telling him, man, Wilson looks really good. He, he's prepping hard. Everything's going right. They wanted to get a trade partner involved. They know full well he's not the guy. But now they have to say all that stuff publicly to back him because it's the right thing to do. Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Then, if it's not him, who is it? If you're the Jets this offseason and you actually are able to move off of him, or if somehow Rodgers decides between now and then that he's not going to play, that he doesn't want to go through all of that process and he does uh, have something else that he wants to do with his life, where do you turn? Would you turn to Cousins next year during the offseason on a short-term deal to try to make something happen there See, that's 36? A no. That's probably a no. 
I don't want him being the long-term guy. I see him as a guy who could come in right now and maybe salvage what you have. I don't know if long-term he's going to be your guy. Uh, what other options are there? You're not going to want to start with another rookie, right? Because you're going to just waste the years on the defense. Rookie quarterbacks don't exactly go out there and win Super Bowls every three to five years. Nope. So if you don't go that route, I don't know what good quarterbacks would be available via free agency. I don't know what the situation with is Garoppolo in Las Vegas. I know a lot of people view him a certain way. He has trouble staying healthy, but Garoppolo's competent. Garoppolo played with Salah in San Francisco. He's the type of guy that can come in and stabilize and let the defense win games. He's been to a Super Bowl and multiple NFC championships before. Well, this is the problem. The same guys that we're talking about now during the season are going to be the same guys that you're talking about during the offseason. Yep. I mean, you're Joe Burrow is not going to be available. No, <laughs> I'll give you one. You're going to go out and make a trade for Dak Prescott. Mm. So <laughs> Prescott becomes the future of the New York Jets if the Cowboys decide not to bring him back. Interesting. I mean, it's it's one decent sized name or or guy who's got some reputation and some ability to him that you would look at and potentially take seriously. Because the other initial... than this, like you, there's no other place to go. Kyler Murray, no, no, can't do that. Where else are you going? At least they got their first round pick back. With all of this, your silver lining, if you want that, I, I don't see the guy. I don't see the guy. It's always easy as a fan or a member of the media to point out the quarterback and say he's not winning the Super Bowl. Like, you'll have people do that with Cousins in Minnesota. Everyone used to do it with Stafford in Detroit. They'd say he's not a franchise guy. He's not going to be able to win the Super Bowl. You can always say the no's. I don't understand why the team would give him that five-year deal. It's because they don't have any other options that are better. Yep. Like, it's easy to say no on Kirk Cousins. It's easy to say no on Dak Prescott. Okay, what option is better? Kyler Murray, yeah, we're all going to say no, but what option is better for you in that situation? If it's that versus Zach Wilson, which way are you going to go? I think Prescott's very intriguing because right now you need quarterback play in New York. You got the defense. Everything's set. You got to solve that position, and you don't need Brady or Montana. You need someone that can come in and protect the football and make good decisions under center. I don't That's hate the what Dak Prescott idea. I don't hate that. He's competent. Prescott's competent. Yeah, yeah, he throws some interceptions. He's not elite. He's probably not going to the Hall of Fame, but he's we, competent. We can agree on one thing. That's all they're going to need next year. Competent. They've got like. enough else, uh, everywhere else that they can win with competent. True. True. Absolutely. That defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely yep. good enough to win a Super Bowl. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And then there's another quarterback in the AFC East, Josh Allen. Why his turnover issues are not just a big problem for the Bills on the field, but they may be a big problem in the offseason or maybe even by the trade deadline. We'll explain in moments. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Josh Allen, for the first time in his NFL career, is feeling that pressure. What if he can't do it? No one gives Josh Allen smoke. What we saw last night was a travesty. There is not a quarterback in this league that is considered on a higher level than Josh Allen that is more overrated. You can't find one. It's not Mahomes. It's not Burrow. It's not Hurts. This is ridiculous to think that this guy is on that level. He constantly makes the same damn mistakes. It's a problem. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series, XM Channel 80. In reference to our Jets conversation of earlier and the last time the Jets had a representative quarterback, Jeffrey Jump on Twitter chiming into us. Fitzmagic, you dopes. He was playing at an exceptionally high level recently, as in the one year with the Jets. And then he held out for a ton of money, didn't get it. And I actually had to grow a beard for four months waiting for him to sign. That was like you do the mustache bit. I did the beard bit with somebody on the show at that point. That is uh, that is a lot to unpack in one sentence. It really is. I mean, you you really put a lot out there for me in one sentence, but you, I appreciate it. Uh, How the beard going, look? You're going to. I've kept it ever since. Because, oh, that's what that is right now. I mean, it grew out a lot thicker and a lot darker back then. Right. It was that's a what lot I thought. More I thought we were talking about salt. something more robust because Fitzmagic has a very robust beard. Right, and this took a good three and a half months with this bit. And then they shaved it off on television and they shaved it off the entire beard and just left the mustache. And I either looked like somebody that was going to show up and to catch a predator or. Yeah, I get that a lot. Andy Reed. <laughs> you put a pair of glasses and a chief's hat on me. That was it. <laughs> Carla versus man. Joe. <laughs> ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. So the Josh Allen turnovers continue to be a problem. We have gone through a chapter and verse, especially after what happened on Monday night. There is the bigger concern with what happens if this continues to be a problem. Not necessarily with the Bills and losing games, but maybe the Bills 
and losing a superstar. Here's Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst. Stephon Diggs is going to want out of Buffalo. First of all, you can't win a Super Bowl with a guy that turns the football over, and you don't want to have to deal with bringing your quarterback out of a black hole every time he plays football and doesn't play well. And, and I saw that on the sideline. You saw that the other night. He was trying to pump Josh Allen back up toward the end of that game. And that is, I mean, if we examine that a little bit deeper, it is a little bit troubling, is it not, that you can have a a situation where the wide receiver has to pick up the quarterback, so to speak, and get him going mentally? I mean, this is your leader. This is your franchise quarterback. He continues to make the same mistakes. He knows it, and yet he's in that kind of hole, as he described it on the sideline, and it digs his job all of a sudden to pick him up. Uh, well, I mean, I think that's teammates being teammates. I, I, I don't. Is there a quarterback out there that's never needed someone to pick him up before? I mean, maybe the robot noticed Tom Brady, but every now and again, it's okay on a bad throw when a receiver comes over and tries to tell you it's all right, right? Like that's the quarterback's job normally. <clears throat> Excuse me. If there's ever a fumble of the quarterback center exchange, quarterback always takes the heat for that. If the ball's dropped. Quarterback takes the heat. Eh, I could have put it. I could have placed it a little higher. That's on me. That's what you do as a leader. Every now and again, you're going to have a rough night, and it's great to see your teammates rallying around you. I think that we have spent an, an inordinate amount of time this week, and I'm not just talking about this show. I'm just talking about everyone in sports, just eviscerating Josh Allen. He had an awful game, awful game, and yes, he turns the ball over too often for a team that wants to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't turn it over too often for just, say, any team in any situation. If they're going to get to the next level, he needs to clean it up. But it's not like this guy is some bum off the street. Last year alone, in a year where he did turn the ball over quite a bit, he was still seventh in the NFL in passing yards. He was second in touchdowns. He had the eighth best quarterback rating in the league. His quarterback rating was better than Trevor Lawrence. It was better than Justin Herbert. It was better than Aaron Rodgers. It was better than Lamar Jackson. It was better than Matthew Stafford. It was better than Tom Brady. So as we bash Josh Allen from pillar to post all week long, Let's remember it's really not that bad. There are a lot of teams that would be happy to have Allen as their starting quarterback. Is there room for improvement? Yes. But is it as big a deal as everyone's making it out to be? I don't think so. For everyone pointing out all the turnovers he committed last year, the team went 13-3. and Like, he was a big part of the reason they went 13-3. and Who's not taking that, Carlin? I understand. Let me ask you this. Have the Bills gotten better or worse over the last couple of years? Over the last couple of years, they appear to be a team that has taken at least one step back. Well, this is my problem because Allen would turn it over before. He's had double-digit turnovers in four of the five years in his career. So this is nothing really new, okay? Even when Brian Dable was there, he was throwing 14 picks a season. Last year, the red zone ones became more noticeable. My point here would be Allen has gotten paid. And when I say worse, I am referencing their talent level when we're talking about offensive line, when we're talking about certain areas on defense, you know, they lose Edwards this offseason in free agency. This is where you need Josh Allen to not kill you with those mistakes because before your talent level could make up for it, now it can't. Now it can't. Now those mistakes are going to cost you even more. But here is what I'm curious about as it pertains to Diggs. We know what the big hubbub was in the at the end of last year and in the offseason. Diggs was very frustrated with his situation. 
Trayvon Diggs, his brother and the Cowboys, Cowboys corner, um, responded to the Bills reporter. For those who didn't see it, there was a Bills reporter for, who worked for the team yesterday who was overheard on an open microphone ripping Stefan Diggs, ripping Stefan Diggs. And she she apologized for it later, but Trevon Diggs said, wow, they turn on you so quick, we've got to get bros somewhere safe. And I think mm. he's talking about Dallas there. Let's tie mm. that in for a second with this little nugget that you pointed out a few minutes ago off the air. Brandon Nuggets, uh, Brandon Nuggets. It's lunchtime. <laughs> Big boy's getting hungry. <laughs> I got to adjust to this new schedule. My stomach has got to really catch up with what this is now. Wait, we wide, have a later wi- breakfast now? <laughs> wide receiver Brandon Casserole. I mean, Cooks. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Brandon Cooks dealing with an MCL issue. But the severity of it has not ruled him out yet for Sunday. That, according to ESPN Cowboys reporter Todd Archer, uh, trying to rehab it today, but MCL issue raises an eyebrow. Do you think Diggs gets traded by the deadline if this doesn't pick up here soon? Oh, my man. Think about what would have to happen in order for something like that to take place. There's one of two options. One, Buffalo just completely falls apart this season, finds themselves way out of contention, realizes they need to rebuild, realizes Diggs doesn't want to be a part of it, and they end up moving him at the deadline. I don't necessarily see that happening, but you could probably see that happening because I know you're not high on them this year. Number two would be Diggs doing what he did in Minnesota, basically just forcing his way out. So could I see it happening? Yeah. Yeah, if things don't get good in a hurry. I mean, Josh Allen did everything he could to get the ball in Diggs' hand from the start of that game to the end of that game. He threw him a hell of a lot of passes. But I, I could see something like that, yes. God, it would be a waving of the white towel for the Bills. It would be. Which would be such an anticlimactic and disappointing ending for this run where we thought, like, after that loss at Arrowhead two years ago that this was going to be the next great team. They were going to be the ones to win the AFC the next year. And then, boom, just like that. I tell you, I could see the Cowboys lining up trying to make that happen. I could see it. Oh, great. Good for them. Good for them. (laughs) They'll still screw it up in the playoffs. (laughs) Give them everybody. Just give them everybody. The Cowboys are going to line up. It's going to be Diggs, and it's going to be CeeDee Lamb, and it's going to be everyone. And you know what? It's still going to be Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Although I would say that that would be a hell of a formidable team to take on San Francisco's defense, right? Like well, that would be. It, it, it will make it that much sweeter when they do blow it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, let's load them up with everybody and still have them completely fall apart. That would be amazing. First takes rating in the greater Dallas metro area would be like a 99.6. You you actually couldn't measure what the rating would be. (laughs) It's an immeasurable rating. (laughs) Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Many people, many, many people will give you the winners. You know what's just as important? Getting the losers. We pick losers next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sometimes to stay ahead of the pack, you need to roll a little different. Pick giant losers. Let's pick some losers. Losers! you got to pick winners all the time. Sometimes you got to pick losers because they're just as important. It's Carlin versus <laughs> Joe, ESPN Radio. Is it exactly, am I right? Am I right? Uh, look, before you know it, the morning show is going to be picking losers too, okay? <laughs> That's how it's going to be. Everyone out there picking, trying to pick winners, we go the other direction. We give you the losers so you know who to avoid. Except they'll call it we pick the non-winners. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it as we pick our losers. Colorado State and number 18, Colorado. A 23-point favorite the Buffaloes are this week. Uh, this from Deion Sanders Jr. just moments ago in uh, returning the uh, volley, shall we say. To Jay Norvell, the Colorado Statehood coach, who said, when I talk to people, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat off and I take my sunglasses off. Well, Deion Sanders Jr. said, Ralphie's got to go out there wearing a hat and sunglasses this week. Ralphie being the uh, mascot for Colorado. So this <laughs> is going to be something this week. Have at it, my friend. Yeah, so we're starting with a question in which who's going to lose the game where there's a 23-point favorite? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say the underdog loses that game. I will say Colorado State does not beat Colorado this weekend, but I would bet Colorado State with the points if you're looking for an angle there. Classic sandwich spot here for the Buffaloes. Off a big win over Nebraska. They're at Oregon next week. They could be looking ahead. I think Colorado State stays inside the number, but we're picking the loser here, so the outright loser will be the Rams. And the Rams will lose by the requisite 23 points now. (laughs) (laughs) So my My bigger loser will be the Rams in this instant. This good hands moment of the week brought to you by Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com. Call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. Ravens and Bengals. Bengals, three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Ravens will lose this game. I think Cincinnati is going to bounce back, and they will be able to 
control this game throughout. I'd be surprised if that wasn't the case. Ravens, to me, look like they're still trying to figure it out. They were better in the second half offensively than they were in the first half. I think this game is a touchdown game, but I do think the Ravens will lose by more than three and a half. I agree, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I want to take the Ravens plus the points here, but three is a very key number. This was sitting on three, and then it went to Bengals minus three and a half. So the sharp money is playing Cincinnati at three. I rarely want to find myself on the opposite end of that. Sometimes you got to have the fortitude to bet against it. Sometimes you got to realize your initial position might be wrong. And as much as I want to take Baltimore here, huge bounce back spot for Cincinnati, who looked dreadful last week. That passing attack should be able to take advantage of a banged up Ravens secondary. Chiefs and Jaguars. All right. Let's see. The Chiefs are three and a half point favorites against the Jaguars. I fully believe the Chiefs are going to lose this game. Fully believe they're going to lose. 0-2 for the Chiefs? Yeah. Here's my problem. Uh, I think that this is not the Super Bowl for Jacksonville, but this is one that they've had circle since the schedule came out. That they were, they knew they were getting the Chiefs at home, and to get them this early in the year, I think they are going to be looking to make a point very early in the season. And I'm not going to be surprised if they win this game by 10 points. I really expect Jacksonville to play very well and to end up on the winning end, which would have the Chiefs, who are favored, losing this game. Yeah, got to pick the loser. I'm on the opposite side of you. I think Jacksonville loses this game. Remember, starting right tackle from last year is no longer with the team. He signed with the Chiefs. Starting left tackle, Cam Robinson, he suspended the first four games of the season due to a PED infraction. And, oh, by the way, Chris Jones is back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's a big boost for the defense. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have 10 days to get ready for this game. Jacksonville looked good, but not great against Anthony Richardson in the Colts last week. They did find a way to get the win and the cover thanks to some very questionable coaching late in the game on behalf of uh, rookie head coach Shane Steichen of the Indianapolis Colts. But we got to pick a loser, and the Jaguars are going to lose this game. Chargers at Titans. Chargers, three-point favorites. I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Chargers lose this game. And... We will be talking about Brandon Staley potentially getting fired after the game. Because the Chargers, they go to 0-2. That was a debacle of a loss the other night. You lose on the road to the Titans. How do you save the season? you got to get that coach out of there. Because my, my guess is if they lose this game, it's because the defense is awful, Joe. Chargers lose the game. Chargers defense stinks. I agree with you. Chargers will lose this game. I like Tennessee a lot, plus the points, but we're not talking about the points here. It's all about that defense. And now you're going to come to Tennessee. Derrick Henry is going to be able to run on you. And when that happens, that's the situation Tennessee wants to find itself. They can slow the game down. They can give their defense rest. They can keep Justin Herbert on the sideline. And that ultimately will be the deciding factor. Close game late. Chargers probably end up having the ball and making a big mistake in the fourth quarter. And this is the big surprise result of the week with the Chargers at 0-2. But should it really surprise anyone, given the fact that the Chargers are always going to Charger? Mm-hmm. Packers at Falcons. Packers one point favorites. This is a very tricky spot for the Packers. I think it. I think you're going to see a lot of different looks that Jordan Love's going to get this week. And I honestly believe that the Packers are going to lose this game. 
and it's not because I think the Falcons are an amazing team. I'm not fully on board with Jordan Love quite yet. Believe it or not, this kind of game would go a long way, but I say the Packers lose this game because I I think the Falcons are a little better defensively than we give them credit for. Agreed. I'm with you on Atlanta winning this game. The look-ahead line on this was Falcons minus one and a half. Then it got as high as Packers minus one and a half. That's a three-point swing. That's a big swing. Falcons back-to-back home games to start the season. Packers back-to-back road games to start the season. Atlanta won by 14 points last week despite being outgained by 60 total yards and converting only 20% on third down. They can run the ball and they can play some defense. Desmond Ritter, as we told you before the season started, is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is going to be the problem for this team throughout the course of the year. But they were able to survive him in week one, and I think they'll survive him in week two. Ah. Colts at Texans. Colts one-point favorites in the Who Cares Bowl of the week. How about um, this one? This is, I'll tell you what this is going to be. They're going to play This is going to be that game that we're going to be saddled with in the four-box. Oh, uh, this is why, a four-boxer. Yep. This is your four-box game. The one. How do I get this out of my four-box this week on the Sunday ticket? Dear God, uh, this is for the degenerates. This is betting on the Pro Bowl right here. This is what this is. I, I say that the Colts will lose this game. And I have no reason to say other than they feel like they're going to lose. I have no earthly yeah, evidence I mean, to back it up. Trying to bet this game is just, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to find an angle on this one. I'll agree with you here. I wouldn't be surprised if Richardson made enough plays to win the game for the Colts. I want to take the Texans because I like the physicality D'Amico Ryans had them playing with against Baltimore. First half, they hung in there. Second half, they got boat raced out. But that's no big deal. That's the Ravens. They're a much better team. I like the physicality Houston brought to the table, and ultimately that'll be the deciding factor here. Dolphins at Patriots. This kind of, um, it, it kind of cleanses the palate of that last game, if you will. Oh, yeah, uh, Dolphins. Not by much, though. Patriots no. are tough watch. Yeah, they are. Dolphins three-point favorites at New England. Uh, I think the Dolphins will win the game. Uh, and that means I think the Patriots will lose the game this week. I think the Patriots are headed for 0-2. Their defense is good. But this, this to me, is a situation where we're going to see the, the lack of an offense for the Patriots being the biggest problem. And I expect the Patriots to lose. Yep, agreement here as well. I don't see a situation where the Patriot defense, as good as they can be, limits Miami to fewer than 24 points, right? I think Miami will be right around that threshold, maybe higher. And I'm not sure Mac Jones and the offense will find a way to match him. The Vic Fangio-led defense is going to look better than it did last week against the Chargers because that's a top-flight offense. And you're going to find yourself in a spot where this Patriots team last week, they could have beaten the Eagles. They just had so many self-inflicted wounds. And it's under Bill Belichick. Like, since when do Belichick teams make this many mistakes? But you can't trust them. You can't trust them at all. Nope. Nope. There are your losers for this week. Losers. Speaking of which, it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN (laughs) Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we need to make you some more money. And we're going to do that because week two starts tonight. And that means we need pizza money. And that comes from my partner in moments on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Man, I got to tell you, too, peanut butter jelly would really hit the spot here at lunchtime. 
What wouldn't hit the spot right now? Oh, there are many things that wouldn't hit the spot. Listen, I am more discerning than you would like to think. All right. You don't have to. Well, I was going to say you don't have to cast a wide net, but you really do physically. (laughs) But the point is, I I am more discerning in what I will eat than than you would think. Okay, but what would I don't want to eat something at lunchtime. I enjoy my lunch, but I don't want to eat something at lunchtime that is going to knock me out. And as I get older, there are absolutely less and less foods that that's the case with. How about some sushi? Uh, I'm allergic to seafood, so that's problematic. All right. I I can only go so much further with this. I'm not asking you to. It can't be one of these everything is going to be a problem sort of situations. I'm here here for solutions, not problems. No, listen, we don't need to do it. And we shouldn't do it because it's, it's just death. I'm disgusted with myself at times. Let's just, let's make some money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, all of these are Thursday night football related. We gave you over 49 total points earlier in the show. We also gave you Jalen Hurts' longest completion over 38 and a half yards. Three more for you. Two of them are player props. Number one, Devontae Smith, Eagles wide receiver, over 62 and a half receiving yards. He's averaging 8.1 targets per game since the start of last year, which ranks 14th in the NFL. He's gone over this mark in seven of his last nine games. We talked about this earlier in the show. Uh, Brian Flores, the new defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, he likes to play a lot of man coverage. He likes to blitz a lot, bring the pressure. Jalen Hurts has got smart legs. He can get out of the pocket and buy extra time, and that's a young, inexperienced Minnesota secondary that could get hung out to dry if the blitz doesn't get home. So I think Devontae Smith ends up having a pretty big night, over 62 and a half yards. We'll also bet, yes, Kirk Cousins does throw an interception, minus 125. Simple analysis, Kirk Cousins in primetime, which has always (laughs) been a problem for him, especially last year at Philly. Also keep in mind, more importantly, less jokingly, the starting center for the Minnesota Vikings is out, and they're going to be on the road in a hostile environment, so the offensive line is going to probably jam him up a few times, leading to at least one or two errant passes that end up picked off. And then finally, for those who like the six-point teasers, Philadelphia is an excellent teaser option this week. So we're going to take Philly, which is minus six, and we're going to tease them down to pick them. So all we need is for them to win the game. So if you don't know what a teaser is, you might say, oh, my God, this is wonderful. What's the catch? The catch is you have six points to influence another line, and you need to hit that leg as well. So we need Philly to win the game, and then we're going to take the Buffalo Bills, who are eight-and-a-half-point favorites over the Las Vegas Raiders, and we're going to tease that down six points to two-and-a-half. So we need the Eagles to win, and we need the Bills to win by three or more for our six-point teaser play of the week. That is your pizza money for this fine Thursday, September whatever. All right, well, let me. can I ask a question real quick? Of course. Interested that you would do it with the Bills game as opposed to Maybe taking the over under and teasing that down because you like the over tonight. I don't like same game teasers because then I find myself rooting for too much. I want Philly to score and then I'm going to end up wanting Minnesota to score, but then it's going to go against my pick of Philly covering. So what I like to do is with teasers, you want to find a good teaser number where you can move through two key numbers. Anytime a team is an eight point favorite, That's an excellent teaser number because you drop it down to two, which means you're going through the key number of seven, key number of four, key number of three. So the Bills are a great teaser option. I'll tell you what, on Sunday, the teaser to end all teasers is going to be Bills 49ers because those two are both sitting eight, eight and a half. Everyone's going to tease the Bills with the Niners. Love it. 
Love it. We're all going to win, too. Let me make that clear. So you know what you just did there? You made me a little bit smarter as a, you know, uh, amateur to mid-level gambler. And I like but that. We're, but we're trying to make you a little less hungry. That's what we're trying to do. There's right only now. one thing that can do that. And we'll take care of that in about 10 <laughs> minutes, my friend. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6 M Channel 80. I am curious as to uh, how America will respond when the Philadelphia offense actually plays very well tonight, as opposed to what we've seen the last few days. I, I will be stunned if that doesn't happen. And I think Brian Flores is an excellent coach. But when I look at all of the the last couple of years with the Eagles and specifically last year, why would you believe that they weren't going to play much better than they did this past week against a top three to four defense in the NFL? And they still found a way to win the game, to win the game. They still found a way to put, what was it? 25 points to put up 25. Yeah. I mean, 25 points against the Patriots is pretty damn good, and their defense was more than good enough uh, to take care of it from there. That, the fact that it was on the road against a good defense in inclement weather, anyone who's overreacting to the Philadelphia offense, like, just wait until tonight's done. And if there's a problem tonight, then, yeah, we'll talk about it. But if they go out and they light up Minnesota, everything's fine. I mean, I think a lot of this plays into the curse of the Super Bowl loser, right? Like, people watched them lose the Super Bowl last year, and now everyone thinks it's going to fall apart. It's probably not going to be as good as it was last year because, number one, Philadelphia had one of the easiest schedules in the entire NFL, and number two, they had an incredible run when it came to injury luck. Not a lot of guys got hurt. I know Hurts missed a couple games late in the season, but they were a very healthy unit throughout the course of the year. So you throw in a harder schedule, and you throw in some more injuries, they're probably not going to look as good, but they still have talent everywhere, right? And I don't think Dallas did Dallas Goddard even play last week in that matchup? He did. I don't think he, he just didn't show up. He just wasn't around. Yeah, that's They didn't throw him the football at all. When I was out. Yeah. yeah. yeah I know so, because somebody bet the Goddard over. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick Sirianni said it himself after the game. He knows damn well that they looked rusty, and that's on him. He said he's going to reevaluate the preseason and how he approaches it because he didn't play his starters in the preseason this year, and as a result, they look really rusty in week one. So I would venture to say we're going to see at least a little bit of Jalen Hurts and company playing in the preseason next August. Look, I, I think that's one thing that you have to be very cognizant of for next year, for not just Nick Sirianni, but for a lot of teams. Because we did see some teams, especially in the first half this past week, not exactly looking sharp offensively. What did the under hit in the first half this past uh, week? Uh, I believe it was some, or in all the games, I believe it was something like was it 10 and 5 or something unders, like that? Yeah, the unders. I don't have it on me, but the unders yeah. had a great run in the opening week. Yeah, and I would expect that to change a little bit this week. As the numbers move, as the uh, influence happens, there were a lot of teams that started slow. You know, Lamar and the Baltimore starters didn't play much, if anything, in the preseason. Their offense looked really sluggish in the first half and then came alive. You'll see that uh, around with teams. Cincinnati looked really sluggish. They didn't have Joe Burrow. You can't read... One of the things you learn when betting sports and doing it for as often as I've done it is that a lot of times just take the opposite of what you just saw, right? Like everyone is of the impression the bears are absolutely terrible. The Niners are unstoppable. The Eagle offense isn't very good. A lot of times you're going to see the opposite thing play out the following weekend. Right. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if the Eagles hung a huge number tonight, if the Niners maybe stumbled a little bit against the Rams, just things like that. You can't let the one game that happened the week before influence you that much when it comes to what will happen the following week. Listen, 
more than anything. I'm just, I'm very excited to see Jalen Hurts back at the level that people expect so that we can, you know, get off of that as a theme this week. And then I'm also interested in watching Kirk Cousins tonight just because of the theory that you would put out there about the Jets. I, f- I firmly believe... I love that theory. It's a great theory, and I think it's something that is going to be very, very real in the coming weeks if Wilson is turning the ball over. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.